Matter of Faction podcast with Pricey and Brownie. Brownie, here we are. Episode 2 of the Matter of Faction podcast. We didn't stuff it up last week, so they invited us back. Yeah, we made it. Here we are. We out here. We're doing some good things this week, um, but... It's not about us. It's the music. Australian music, heavy music. Um, the great thing about this week is we've showcased a lot of upcoming bands who are doing some big things. And we, you know, let's not waste any time and diddle daddle. Let's get into it. Yeah. Daybreak from Perth. Some young lads. They are absolutely out here smashing it. And uh, they're about to head out on tour with Alpha Wolf. Oh, who, yeah. Who, as we know, they've been, you know, another great Australian heavy band that have been touring the world recently. Back on Aussie soil, doing their Fault tour, doing their EP tour, and uh, and they've taken out Mirrors from Melbourne and Daybreak from Perth yeah. with them on this national tour. Daybreak just released a three track just in time for this tour uh, called Godfather. Yeah, Godfather being the the lead single of the of the EP. Well, I'm not, not certain they're calling it an EP. I think it's just a three-track release. That's what it is. I guess, yeah. you know, when you've got a small release like that, you can't call it an album. You can't call it an EP. Well, yeah. It's not a single because exactly. there's not only one track. Yeah, that's it. It's a hard, yeah. you know, you're kind of caught between a rock and a hard place. You want to offer it to fans, but it's not like a six-track EP, yeah. that kind of thing. However, the songs on it are great. You know, the, these guys, you were just talking to me about them. They're, what, just outside look, of high school? Yeah, look, they can't be more than 19. These guys are young and what their output is doing it's so so heavy and so beyond their years in terms of what you'd expect out of a band so young yeah and look and they've got the world against them essentially because they're over the other side of the country in perth and we Mm. all know what it's like to grow up in perth and Mm. sort of not really have many tours come through over there but you know in saying that we've seen something in the water over in perth over the past say five years or so where all of these bands keep popping up and are doing big things to get noticed i mean if you don't just look at heavy music you can probably go back almost 20 years and say there's something in the water over there in Perth. Because, I mean, out of Perth, you've got, you know, uh, Carnival, obviously. And, yeah, Birds you know, of Tokyo, too. <laughs> Birds of Tokyo, if you, if, you, if you include, you know, that uh, it's Kenny. Yeah, I think um, they go hand in hand, though, right? Yeah, totally. Yeah. But then, you know, even bands like, you know, coming out of there, you've got Eskimo Joe. Oh, and, yeah. I you know about them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Little Birdie. You know, like, there was a, a massive, uh, you know, end of fashion, even. Like they, Are they from Perth? Yeah. They, 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 they come across like a burn from Melbourne, essentially. Yeah, totally. But yeah, no, but, well, I didn't know that. Right. Yeah. And th- there was an absolute ton of stuff in that sort of early 2000s coming out of Perth. So there's something in the water over there then. You know, even like Tame Impala, like Kevin. Yeah, okay. You yeah. know, from Kevin Parker from Tame Impala, they're from Perth. Last five years or even 10 years in Heavy World, like let's, let's look at what we're talking about here. You got like Daybreak, Conform. Uh, make them suffer make them suffer saviour yep um, you know even more recently Illyria more pop punk stuff like your Carrington yep you know all of that sort of Voyager, stuff Voyager chuck them Vo- yeah go over into Prog World yeah. you Voyager Chaos Divine yeah Metal Metal you've got like Tempest Rising um, and I don't know if you would notice this or no technically you would because you know everything when it comes to heavy music to pricey um, but there's all these boutique kind of 
shows and music festivals that mm. pop up just for Perth and just yeah. for Perth fans, essentially. And there's one essentially like every month for any kind of genre you can think of. There's the prog ones, there's the rock ones, the metalcore ones, there's, mm. uh, you know, the punk shows. And it just goes to show there's a want and a market over there for so many of these bands. It's just how do we get them over to our side so we can enjoy the fun too? Oh, you know what they say, man. Necessity is the mother of creation. It's like, you know, they, they're obviously like, well, hell, we're just going to make our own fun you know yeah that's and so it's like all of a sudden you it 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 forces you know promoters to get creative with how they program their festivals or you know give the people what they need yeah or what they want and uh you know so this is how you end up with like great festivals over there that are just really stacked full of great bands and bands want to get over there that's right yeah it's just the money thing Let, really let's, hurts. You know, let's think about it. Like you've got all these international bands and, you know, I've, I've kind of taken a step back to play devil's advocate a little bit when it comes to these tours that unfortunately don't make it over the Perth. And, yep. you know, you have a look at the cost that's involved. Like for yeah. you and me to fly over the Perth, for example, we're looking like, like you know, a couple hundred dollars each way, each way, essentially. Yeah. yeah just to get over there. You chuck on there your equipment, your, your, your instruments, oh, yeah. everything you need like that. It gets per really, person. yeah, it gets really costly in the end. So, yeah. you know, you want to make sure that you've a market for it and yes you know we're not going to say that perth people aren't turning up to shows because you know the evidence well, they, are. they are yeah. yeah but it's just like they need more people to come over in order to make up for the costs that are involved with going over there yeah we kind of need to all like like set up a big city in the middle of australia somehow <laughs> and then like have like a halfway kind of point just some sort of uh priceville like, <laughs> some sort of judge dread mega city one in the middle of uh that's exactly it yeah. you're not allowed to move there unless you love metal and you grow beards and yeah Yes. It's kind of optional. Like, there's beheadings for people that have man buns. So, you know, hey. you know, you, you, you kind of got to take what you will with that price land. Yeah, <laughs> you heard that here. Heard that here first, folks. Um, but, you know, talking about heavy tours that are sort of doing the rounds and all mm-hmm. that, Disentomb, you know, they've been in the, the game for 10 years now. Mm. And they've got their new album, The Decaying Light, coming out in July. And for a death metal, deathcore band to have a sort of history like that Mm. to get as far as they've gone. You know, it obviously goes to show there's a mass market for death metal and death core Mm. bands, not only here in Australia, but worldwide as well. And, you know, it's a real testament to them uh, showing that, you know, they've got the the confidence of someone like Lachlan uh, who's working Uh, for for EVP, uh, signing them and working with them. Obviously, you know, it's a longstanding friendship, I'm sure. Yeah. And, you know, he he obviously feels that there's something really special there with this new release and you know we've been we've been playing the the new track from Disentomb on the on yeah. the station and it, it it's a it's, good, a, it's look, a big big listen it's very heavy if you go to the gym it's it's something you want to chuck on and pretend you're running away from someone because <laughs> that will make you just piss bolt out the door and well, look, smash I'm not going to lie I wouldn't be doing running to that I'd be doing <laughs> some very very heavy lifting yeah but then you look at some of the other deathcore bands in Australia who are doing, you know, on the rise. Gravemind mm. comes to mind, yep. for example. Mate, yep. they are just, you know, you got me into these guys. So I yep. thank you. My life has changed because of that reason. Pleasure. And then, you know, you look Good at... Good dudes, too. They Art is Murder going out on tour soon. Yep. And that is just going to be an insane show. Like, I, I don't understand how Thy Art is Murder aren't playing bigger size venues like Horton Pavilion, like River Stage, essentially. But okay, I think there. this or, might... Or they've actively chosen to not do that. But can, can you imagine like yeah. seeing Viata's murder in like these really small venues? Well, it's going to get destroyed. I saw them at Download, man. Did you see the, the circle pit? The circle pit that went all the way around the sound tent. I didn't see that one in Sydney. Sydney, but I saw videos of that. And it mate, was insane. Wow, you know, insane. And they they followed Twelve Foot Ninja. 
Uh, and yeah, Twelve yeah, Foot yeah. Ninja went and watched their set. Yeah. And uh, I was watching Stevix. Um, he has a YouTube show weekly now. I don't, yeah, I don't know yeah, if you've gotcha. seen it. Yeah, it's yeah, called YouTube. Yeah. Uh, Stevix YouTube shit show, uh, and it's fantastic. Definitely tune in and watch that. But he talked about. Um, someone asked him, you know, what what bands are you listening to at the moment? And he said that he went to watch uh, Die Art as Murder yeah. at Download Festival straight after their set. And he said, I just really don't know how people play music that heavy. He said, yeah. he, he honestly believes that is, I think his words were something along the lines of, I don't know how you write heavier music than that. Yeah, that is, yeah, that's, that is the heaviest thing I've see, ever heard. See, the thing for me is I love I love all different types of music. Like yep. you know, I'm into you know pop punk, metalcore, metal. You know, everything from the Veronicas all the way through <laughs> to you know Beartooth and bands like that. For example, I haven't got into deathcore or, or The right. Artist Murder. For example, I don't know what it is. I don't know, but I can appreciate it. Like I sit there and my face melts, and I sit there going, you know, what they do is incredible. Mm. It sounds so fast, so yeah. heavy, so brutal. But for some reason, I just haven't grasped onto that okay. appreciation yet. I guess over time, you know, put me in a room and tie me up and force me to listen to the, the new well, album. One time, obey. Yeah, well, essentially, <laughs> well, we can find a place like that, and I could grow to appreciate it because you know there was a time before I could actually appreciate heavy music. So right. I guess with ev- everyone, it well, that's something we should discuss at, at at some point, Brownie. I think you know, talking about you know the the record that turned yeah. you on to heavy music because everyone's got one of those ones sure. a, a certain band whatever it was that was the key point to the them gateway. appreciating yeah appreciating good music and there's plenty of bands out there for it I mean like for example Carnival would have been a, a band for many people to get into yeah. prog music to heavy music I mean that was me yeah yeah that was you yeah Carnival and Cog 2005 they had tracks uh, that year both both uh, bands had tracks in the the Triple J Hottest 100 yeah. that year uh, Cog, I think might have had two. Uh, My enemy and Run, <laughs> great song. Yeah, and uh, and Carnival had the Marta. Yeah, and uh, I. That was the first year that I made myself see. I I made myself car CDs in the order of the hundred. So I had yeah, okay, I had ten yeah, CDs yeah, yeah, yeah. with you know one hundred to ninety one, ninety uh, old school days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and um. And, and, you know, I listened to the whole hundred um, over and over and over and I just kept gravitating back to those songs yeah. and that, that was it for me. Yeah. Well, look, let's, f- you know, fast forward 14 years since that point. We're yep. about to see Carnival do their first East Coast tour in, God, how long has it been? Four years, five years, something Easily, like that? Yeah. yeah. Uh, the Praxis tour coming through. Shows are selling out like all over the joint, which shows that there is a want and a need mm. for this band. I thought it was quite funny when they announced the tour. So to give some backstory, Carnival played Unify. We were both at present yep. at that show this year. Uh, and they they did a show in Perth. They did a show in Adelaide and then Unify Festival yep. uh, on that little run. Obviously, they did those, uh, those shows as warm-ups for the festival. Um, but then it was like they announced this Praxis tour. And there's no Adelaide date on there. Everyone's going, why no Adelaide? It's like, you got a show already. Yeah, look, that, that's the thing. And even, like per, even Perth uh, and yeah. Bunbury got a couple of shows on this show too. Yeah, I mean, but as if they're not going to do hometown shows. Every year they play. Essentially, they've played every year for the past few years in mm. Perth. And it's like, come on, guys, share with the rest of the country. And then we see all the all of these shows selling out, which shows that there's a want and a need for totally. Carnival. They totally. are the 
the equivalent to Australia's tour. We know this. This has kind of been the nickname that's been getting around because of the whole delay in albums and all that. Interesting though, like they don't necessarily they don't necessarily want that time. No, no, no. Like I caught up and had a chat to Adam and like he he doesn't Hang like on. Adam. Who's Adam? Adam. Uh, Are you go. talking about Adam from Birds of Tokyo? No, no, no. I'm talking about... Um, I'm, Are you talking I'm, about Hoss? I'm, no, yeah. Hoss was there. Hoss rocked up late to my interview. Yeah. But I had... Drew? Blank. Drew! Drew! Hey. I, I knew it was a four-letter word. I remember that. <laughs> he, he, I had beard envy. And, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So right. having a chat to him and he was saying along the lines of like, they don't appreciate the comparisons, but they get where fans yeah. are coming from. Yeah. Yeah. Like they, both bands are similar in style, except, you know, one's more globally recognised and, you know, have been keeping fans. I think that's minimising Carnival. No, I'm not saying, I'm not diminishing Carnival and saying they're any different or any less of a band because of that reason. But you would have to say, you put, yeah, yeah, if you ran like a a survey for (laughs) for Family Feud, name name a prog band that's popular around the world, the the most recognisable answer would be Tool, right? Yeah. You You say, what's the most recognisable band in Australia who's a prog band? Carnival. It all comes down to where you look at it. Hmm. Dug myself out of that one pretty good. <laughs> but look, yeah, this Praxis tour will be great. It's great to see these guys um, hitting the road again on the East Coast side. Hmm. Hopefully we see some new songs soon. That's all we got to say. They, they have said they are going to be playing some new songs on this tour. And and uh, more than that, more evolved versions of new songs they've played on previous yeah, tours. Yeah. So they said you might have heard these ones already, but these are... These they, they've evolved since you've heard them, yeah. Different elements added, and to they'll it. probably evolve again before they make the record. That's that's you know this is a beautiful Such thing about what this band do. Yeah, you know they go on stage, here's a sample, and then they come back. It's like ten times better than yeah. you know ten times better on top of that. So, do you reckon we'll see an album this year? No, not this year. No, next year, man. Uh, I'm am a betting man. I'll, I'll I'll put twenty bucks on that. All right. All right. You heard it here. Let's come back to this and revisit this later on. All right. Uh, just just before we move on from this, uh, they're touring with Southeast Desert Metal. Yes. Uh, and that's really cool to see. And uh, they connected at a couple of shows in Perth. I think uh, a couple of the guys saw the Southeast Desert Metal yep. when they were playing in Perth, and said, and said that's who we want. Them. Right yeah. there in the car park after the show. Oh, we need perfect. To, yeah, and just and that was it. So if you're going to these shows, make sure you get there early. Go yeah, check absolutely. Them out too. Yeah, absolutely. Because they just played the um the Blackened Open Air Festival. They in did, Alice Springs. and yeah. earlier this year played at what's the festival in Tasmania? Um, not Mofo, du- not Dark Mofo, not Dark Mofo. Sorry, Monofoma. They played. Oh, at there's Monofoma. another one. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. All oh, right, yeah. go Tassie. Look at you guys. Get totally. yourselves on the map again. Yeah, just technically kind of like south of us all. Um. Look, I wanted to bring this up and, and, and mention it to you. Hell Yeah, uh, obviously putting their new album out, the last yep. album to feature the late and great Vinnie Paul. Yep. Uh, Welcome Home, they've just put out the title track for that. Um, they've also announced that Roy Mayorga, one of the greatest names to roll off your tongue, Mayorga, uh, from Stone Sour is going to be their touring drummer. So he's not technically replacing Vinnie Paul, but he's playing the songs that the guys have recorded for this album. Because, let's face it, you get in a studio, you you bash out an album like this, and unfortunately one of your members die. What do you do as a band? Do you pack it all in and go, we can't continue on? Or do you tour it in his legacy? They made the statement, you know, Vinny would have wanted this out there. He wouldn't have wanted us to the record on the shelf and say and not, not to be heard. It. Yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I, I applaud them for ploughing through what would be a really rough time situation to go through. Yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. And um, and for wanting to put this record out there into the world, and then 
not only that, you know, they said, not only do we want you to do, we think that uh, Vinny would want this record put on the shelf. We think that the fans would want to see it played live. To tour it, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, that by getting Ray on board, yep. you know, you're going to get the experience of the show. Exactly, yeah. Essentially, you're going to get what it could have been, and there's going to be a tribute. I mean, you know, Static yeah, X, for example, are doing kind of similar, the same kind of thing, kind of sort of twisted, oh, maybe. Yeah. But that's, that's, a, that's, that's an interesting debate. topic, yeah. totally. Well, let, let's get to that in yeah. a second, because that's something that needs to be brought up. But yeah, the new album comes out June 28, and look, fans from what I've seen online have been supporting it. They've been, yep. you know, congratulating the band for going through. And, you know, it is something that, need to be, that needs to be done. The album was finished and it deserves to see the light of day, essentially. Totally. And if they do continue on afterwards and they've got Roy, um, you know, in the band. I mean, for writing purposes, yeah. yeah. Obviously, you know, he's got his obligations with Stone Sour. But yep. now that Corey goes to Slipknot, Slipknot, essentially, for two years. Stone you know, Sour is off. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it makes sense for him to do that. And he also did Mark Morton's drums oh, on his course. album, too. So, you yeah. know, he's a busy man and he can put yeah. himself out there. But I think they've got the well, right person for the job. probably a good spot for him to be in. Yeah, oh, exactly. I mean, you wanted and needed like that. It yeah. shows how talented he really is. And having seen him at Good Things and yeah. the tour they did, you know, he is a great drummer. So yeah. hats off to him. Totally. Now to the uh, the topic on hand. Okay, let's get back to Static X. Yeah. I have been a fan of this band since yep. I was, let's say, 19 or so. My mm-hmm. flatmate, Dan, he used to play them all the time. Yep. And gradually, over a period of time, like we mentioned a little bit earlier, those mm-hmm. gateway bands, yep. that was a band that got me into industrial metal. Yep. I was devastated when Wayne passed away because I never got to see the band live, yep. ever. So when this tour popped up, I have been really badly on that fence. Like, yep. I really want to go and, and go see Wisconsin Death Trip, the the anniversary tour, to see yeah. that album played out. But I'm kind of like, can you support something where they've got, um, essentially... At what point does it become a tribute act? That's it. Yeah, exactly. So, essentially, it's it's all the original members and then their unnamed front man who yeah. is wearing a zombified Wayne Static mask. Mm. He's got his hair like him. He's got the beard like he used to. Kind of sounds similar in style to who he is. His, his identity hasn't been revealed yet, yep. but you know, rumours are saying it's a front man for dope. So, okay. look, I get where they're coming from, and it's not like they're continuing on with the name. They're treating it like this is a tribute yeah. for Wayne Static. This yeah. is an anniversary tour, that kind of thing. If they were to go after this tour and record a new album, that's when I might have to put up the white flag and go, yeah, I'm out, guys. Yeah. I the thing for me is like I like Static X I'm probably not as big a fan as what you're describing there um, but I kind of put it in context of other bands and you know so for instance would I be okay with Linkin Park mm. putting someone up in a Chester Bennington mask probably like, not no no it'd be distasteful but yeah. both but bands are kind of different of in course, that regard. Of like, you know, you got one... But they're as iconic as each other. That's true. As a front person, right? But then let's, you know, let's chuck a spitball into it and get people thinking right now. If you're listening, you know, this might get you, you know, Your questioning yourself. Yeah. yeah. You look at Bon Scott, you know, ACDC, they continued on and the band got better you know, were very, yeah, very successful following yeah. his passing. Yeah, you could all, you could definitely argue more commercial. Yeah. And, and commercially, like, viable, yeah. And then, you know, it's, yeah, look, oh. it's one of those things where you're stuck between a rock and a hard yeah, place. Wow. There's certain you, bands you definitely that work. 
and there's certain bands where it's like you can't continue on. Like Linkin Park for me, like this is why the band have stalled in what they're doing because they can't. You you, you literally mm. cannot continue a legacy and replace Chester, and you can't continue on without that fundamental aspect of the band. Like when they did that um that tribute night, the, the See, only person but you who, don't tour that. No, no, that was that one and only thing was, was great because it worked That's so it. well, and you had all these different people coming up with different and people renditions. Put, people put their memories of that to rest with you know with I'm that, satisfied yeah. with that. Yeah. Um, and it was a beautiful tribute. But, but what, you wouldn't tour it. No, no, you can't. You can't get all these Sykes coming in and, and doing yeah. guesties for a tour. And you can't do another tour where it's like, you know, do an Australian tour and get yeah. the equivalent of like Ollie Sykes down here. Yeah, no. It, it wouldn't work. Yeah. There's certain things that need to be laid to rest. Yeah. And I, I, I'm kind And yeah, okay. Like you say, you didn't necessarily get to see Static that X. Yeah, that's tour right. Live, yeah. But. If if this wasn't put forward to you, did would you have ever thought, oh, geez, like, no, nah. I, I I can tell you this. I, I'm pretty sure I wrote an article last year about this, saying you know the bands who I want to see tour, mm. and one of those bands were Static X, and then all of a sudden they're touring, and I was like, but it's but not, not in the way the that I wanted to. Yeah, but that's it. Like the only other option is to obviously you know not have a front man, but have a hologram. And could you potentially bring in a hologram? About that either. Look, it's it's well, it's the same kind of situation as Nirvana. We won't ever see a Nirvana reunion to it at all, ever. That legacy is gone and 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 finished. However, you know what would every couple of years though they turn someone throws a little Chad Kroger, Chad Kroger in a Kurt Cobain mask on stage. You'd shut that idea down completely. However, Static X are doing it, and and I don't know. It seems to be acceptable. It's it's a weird kind of place to be. But in. is it only acceptable because it's happening and it's been put into people's faces? Like, if people threw out the idea, well, would, would people support this if we did it? It'd get shot down and never happen. Well, right? I think. Or did they just go, no, we're doing this? I think the way it sort of worked is they asked the fans if they can do it. They they went on the Facebook and social media right. pages and, and said, "Would you be willing and it was to voted do this? in favour of people voted? People contributed because they're doing an album of okay. all of Wayne Static's you know his songs he didn't release. Yeah. It was crowdfunded to get to that point. They needed to get to a certain amount of money to do a world tour. They beat that, so wow. fans want this. Okay, it's just a matter of like do democracy you is support? spoken it, exactly. I can't so argue with that. We got nothing else to say except let's go to the show and 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 judge it for everything it is because I want to walk away from the show going okay they they now that i don't want to walk away from that tour going they Ooh, shouldn't have that, done that yeah left it that, lie, that kind of yeah thing. the legacy has been yeah uh dumped on but in saying that that tour is coming up and i'll be there at brisbane and i'll nice. just be living there and like enjoying myself essentially reliving nice those years nice one um we've almost got time to wrap up today which you know it's, it's flying quicker than what i thought um but i wanted to bring up this little bit of a, a fun fact um the metal af moment for the week you all right so over in the states, you know how they have music festivals like every week, uh-huh. pretty much, and it's depending sucks. on where you live. Exactly, um, the Son- Sonic Temple Music Festival was happening yep. this week, and we've had a couple of music festivals in the states that have had killer lineups. Um, more notably, was the Welcome to Rockville that had Tool, Architects, Fever Three Three Three, for example. Yep. Um, that got shut down because of the weather. Sonic, yes, yeah. Sonic Temple also had the same situation over the weekend, just being because of high winds, and that um, it was evacuated, in, right? It was, yeah, yeah. Everyone had to get out and then eventually come back in after it finished, but not before one of the most metal moments of the week that I have ever seen in my yes. whole entire life. Gojira guitarist Christian Odriu, 
I, I'm pretty sure that's how you say it. It's French for wee oui, wee. Oui. Um, he copped pyro. But that's French. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I found okay. geography and Italian. It seems. <laughs> <laughs> but um, he copped pyro to the face like a gigantic flame. And if you remember Download Festival last year, those flames were huge. Picture that, but blowing in your face. And then finished the set. Came back on stage and played. Like, there's photos like Randy Blythe from Lamb of God was there and took photos of him backstage. His face is red. It's like almost blistering up. Did he uh, Did he still have his eyebrows with I, him? I, I, well, I, I saw a photo of him before that happened. Right. Um, and it didn't look like he had eyebrows then. So I think it kind of worked <laughs> in his favour. Um, but yeah, to, to cop that and go back on stage and play for the fans, that takes guts. That takes balls. That's metal AF. It really is. And... I don't know if you've ever like, you know, tried to start your barbecue or something like that. And oh, I've played with fire, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and like you, you might have copped a little flare in the face as yeah. the as the gas kicks in. If you've ever been anywhere near that, like you virtually can't see. Yep. For, you, another, for a half an hour. So and you know how hot he copped that is, an yeah. entire pyro to the face. And look, you've you've been front row of these shows, like yeah. Download Festival as well. You can be 20, 30 metres away and cop the heat. You still feel it, yeah. yeah. So imagine that. Like, to have that ability to cop that and then to go off stage for a bit, come back on and finish your set, that takes guts. Like, that to me is how you are a musician. Can I say, though, with the amount of bands that are doing these pyros and all of that sort of stuff and yes i know every precaution is taken yeah and the 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 people who run the pyro and and lighting for these shows are consummate professionals yeah sometimes you can't factor for wind uh or that level of wind or you know whatever uh i can't believe it doesn't happen more often yeah well, it's, it's funny you mention that. Good Things Festival last year uh, in Melbourne was the hottest day recorded. Like, it, oh, you're oh, walking yeah, around, yeah. it was like 42 degrees or something, something like stupid, that. Yeah. North Lane were on stage. Correct me if I'm wrong here. I'm, I'm going to say between so 11 no, o'clock and 2 o'clock, that all kind in of white. thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had heat on stage. Like, I literally was yeah. in the crowd and I felt like, you know, a boiling hot, hot day. And then you've got North Lane doing this. It felt like their stage was on fire. And, you know, they still had the pyro. And it worked. It was great. And bands need to do it because it yeah. adds to the theatrical side of, you know, seeing a show. And who doesn't mm. love fire? <laughs> well, yeah, that's what I mean. You see these bands running around the stage seemingly without care, but there's obviously, you know, tape down on the on the, uh, the stage basically warning them, don't don't stand in, yeah. this, in this square. Yeah, the fire's going to happen during this song, that kind of thing. Yeah. But if you're, if you're, if you're actively not, not looking... But if you're not paying 100% attention... Well, I mean, I mean, they're not exactly a band that that we cover, but Five Seconds of Summer, I can respect the the crap out of them. What? Um, I'm here. I'm, I'm, I'll explain my reasons. Okay. I, I think they're great, but um, Michael from the band did this. He copped fire to. Right. The, he copped. You know, was looking down playing his guitar at the same time the fire hit him in the face. Um, I'm pretty sure he still went on the stage afterwards. Like he singed like the majority of his hair and like. Did he do a head shave after? I can't remember. I don't know how that went, but all I remember was like you know I respect that because he got back on and and okay. continued on. But then you've got these other you know pop stars who you know will, will get an ankle strain and have to be carried off stage and the show's cancelled. That kind of thing. Oh come on! Look at Dave Grohl. He broke his yeah. foot. I don't think anyone in any kind of band or musician status can complain about having an injury without you know looking at Dave Grohl and going that's that's what you should do yeah. like if you- I, actually speaking of uh, Dave Grohl Foo Fighters I remember seeing do you know the band the Nation Blue Australian band 
Hardcore. Can't say I've heard Sick of band. them. Look I'll them up. Them out. Yep. Look, look them up. Um, they opened for Foo Fighters in... Man, it was a long time ago. I saw them at the Brisbane Entertainment Centre. Might have been like 2005, 2006, round about then. Yep. Um, on the... like. I'm pretty sure it was like when they put out... Echo Silence, Patient Grace. Is that the one that has think, uh, The Pretender on it? Yeah, that, yeah that's yeah. one. Yep, yeah. yep, yep. So I saw them there and the Nation Blue opened. The guitarist like got up on his guitar stack and then did a big like split jump, landed, <laughs> broke his like broke his legs seriously. And same thing, they brought out a chair for him and he finished the set. Well, is that where Dave got the inspiration Maybe. from? Maybe. Possibly. Like but, right here in Australia. Yeah, Nation Blue, man. <laughs> dope, dope band. Yeah. Really hard out, yeah. Look, warning for any band out there, if you're touring anytime soon, just take care on stage. Yeah, you know? like give it all, but, but like fall short of, you know, killing yourself on stage. Under your skinny jeans, put some bubble wrap on there. Just take care <laughs> of yourself, all right, kids? Wear a cup. Uh, but that's it for episode two of the Matter of Faction podcast. It's been a pleasure, Brownie. Mate, it's always a pleasure being with you. Wonderful. Anytime. Uh, if you have anything you want us to discuss, please get in touch. I mean, there's so much happening around the world and, you know, even in our own backyard as well, too. If you think there's a topic we should be discussing, let us know about it and we will do that for you. In the meantime, get out, get to a show. Yeah. Go and see and support your heavy scene. There's plenty of stuff happening around the country right now, so make sure you do it. He's Pricey, I'm Brownie. We'll catch you next week. You've been listening to the Matter of Faction podcast with Pricey and Brownie.